Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Let's do this thing. All right. This will be fun. What's up, everyone? Hello. Hey. So we're going to talk Multiverse of Madness. Calling this the Multiverse of Podcast. Not everyone has a podcast, but maybe we should call it the Multiverse of Arkansas. Multiverse of Arkansas film critics or something. Something like that. Yeah. Um, I like thinking about alternate Arkansas. Alt Arkansas. (laughs) What other Arkansas are out there? (laughs) so um cool well thanks again uh for everyone for joining uh we may have more join um the way this setup is i'll be able to see and i'll just add them in um but yeah we're just gonna talk dr strange um pretty much everyone involved is a fan of films in general um either through writing a blog or a podcast or a youtube channel so i thought this would be fun for just all of us to get together collab and uh talk about multiverse of madness because uh this was one of my anticipated films of the year. Um, but before we get on with anything, I thought we could start off by just uh, sharing like, you know, who you are, um, either what your what your primary channel you share to, and maybe give like a sentence or two of your initial thoughts on Multiverse of Madness. And we'll just keep get this going because we actually have more people joining right now. <laughs> so we'll just kind of <laughs> kind of go with things we go. Oh. Still got more joining. Let's do this. Oh. <laughs> or we can wait for just a second. We have like two wait two people. Her, yeah, yeah, we just had two uh, two people quick. just join. <laughs> so we can edit around this, or we can keep it raw. I don't know. I like keeping video raw, so I'll probably leave this in for my channel. Should uh, I guess I can go first? As we're You're welcome to go first, folks, to hop in here. Yeah, my name's Andrew Sweatman. I do a podcast and a blog called Art House Garage. Um, in general, I was a fan of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. You know, is it? I always it's in the Multiverse of Madness, or not? And the, yeah. the in and the and is throwing me off. Um, yeah. I have some issues with it, but I had a really great time watching it, and um, I'd say it's like middle to a little higher than middle as far as MCU films goes for me. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, 
I'm Saxon Whitehead. I run a blog called Dr. Popcorn. Um, so I share reviews on there, written reviews. Um, and I liked Dr. Strange, the multiverse of madness quite a bit. Um, it's definitely one of my, um, I don't know if I'd say it's one of my favorites necessarily, but I would say it's definitely one of the most excited I have been by an MCU movie in quite some time. It's just because it's just so interesting. I think there's just some interesting things at play with um, how um, Sam Raimi, you know, puts his little touch on the MCU. But I'm kind of with Andrew on this one. This is probably about more middle of the pack for me, maybe kind of a little higher up, but I generally liked it quite a bit. I think it's your turn, Luke. Uh, you sure you want me to go? Yes. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Uh, my name is Luke Urban. <clears throat> I um, kind of collab jam on various things. Uh, I'm one of the agents on the Ages of Mace podcast. Um, I do have a YouTube channel um, called Take five uh where that's where i do my movie reviews and i've recently joined the uh 241 joe live show every monday morning uh with donovan and joel and multiverse okay. of madness <laughs> this is the part where i need to run away i did not like it yeah i had a lot of issues with this one um a lot of issues and and you know some of it is more or less my fault uh i did catch uh spoilers before seeing it on a couple of platforms um and just generally had a bad theater experience but um you know i i had a lot of issues with this film and we can talk about them i do want to see it again i feel like if i can see it again and be able to really focus versus getting distracted by too many people talking um i can probably uh maybe you know get more thoughts around it but um yeah from what, I, what i've seen some other people say like i'm the polar opposite in terms of like which acts i liked and didn't like and, and reasons why but um yeah unfortunately this is kind of near the bottom in terms of my overall ranking potentially could go up after i watch it again usually once i watch these films more than once my rankings do tend to change over time but um yeah i had a lot of issues with this one okay I will hurry and go next because I'm also on Agents of Mace. Hi, I'm Alicia Kinswater. <laughs> uh, I'm a co-host, as I said, on Agents of Mace. I do not have other things to promote or appear on, so that list is very limited. Um, as far as the film goes, I thought it was great. Um, I thought that it was good as a Sam Raimi movie. I thought that the emotional stakes are really high. I love the performances. It was a hot mess. I recognize that. But I enjoyed watching that hot mess. Every <laughs> second of it. So, big thumbs up for me. All right. <laughs> Welcome, uh, Keith and Johnny. Uh, essentially, what we're doing is just give a quick intro of who you are and promote you know, what you work on and uh, give us uh, your initial thoughts on Multiverse of Madness. Okay. Can you guys hear me? I'm a novice at this. Yeah. Can hear you just fine. All right. Um, well, yeah, my name is Keith Garlington. I am a film critic with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette and uh, also for my website, Keith in the Movies. Um, been doing the website for about 12, 13 years, something like that. And I've been with the Democrat Gazette for about a year now um, doing film reviews for them. Um, as far as the movie, 
Um, I am in the group that went in with so-so expectations, mainly because of Ramey, and left on this kitty high um, <laughs> because of the absolute craziness that I saw on screen. Now, to give it a little context, I am one of those that was extremely into um, the MCU up into Endgame, somewhere around that area. This last phase, I've really had a hard time staying attached. And um, what I wanted from this was just something to kind of kick it in the pants, something to just sort of stir things up, just to I wanted Raimi to go bonkers and he does. And um, I like what was said. It's a little crazy. It's a little nuts. It's a little, um, it's a little messy. I mean, messy just seems like the perfect word for it. But at the same time, I sat there with a dumb smile on my face <laughs> through this whole thing. I mean, I was laughing. Um, I was uh, just sort of shocked that M the MCU gave him that much leeway to do some of the things he did. Um, and uh, my daughter went with me, a diehard Wanda fan. And I know, and what's funny is I know she's, her storyline is one of the things that's um, got a lot of people talking. Um, she loved it. She was sad um, by certain elements of it, which I think we should, we should be, but um, she loved it. So watching her love it made me love it. Um, so I loved it. Awesome, awesome. Mr. Johnny. Hey, how you guys doing? I am Johnny Brannon. I am a local actor and filmmaker. Um, I'm also, uh, also co-run the Made in Arkansas, um, everything Made in Arkansas, Made in Arkansas Film Festival, and the uh, Made in Arkansas, I guess, Facebook page. Um, oh, let's see here. Goodness. Uh, so... <laughs> So I went with Donovan and a crew last Thursday, I guess, or might have been Friday, might have been Thursday. I can't remember. I don't know if, Don if Donovan's on or not, but um, so we all went and saw it. And um, yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan of Marvel films, but I'm not like, you know, like, you no, know, big, big, big fan, but I uh, wasn't sure what to expect. I was really curious to, to see if these uh, spoilers is leaked were going to be as they were. And I actually am one who can handle spoilers <laughs> and sometimes I'll peek at them and I can enjoy the film just as much watching it the first time, knowing that there's spoilers, uh, even if, as if I would, you know, didn't know the spoilers. So either or, and um, I can be very, very entertained. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, like Luke's uh, experience, I had, we had talkers next to us. <laughs> <laughs> and no joke anytime i go to a film with donovan there's always somebody talking and uh and i have to deal with it but this time we actually shushed these kids and they 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 felt it so um yeah i don't know i mean i i you know i just got through working on a film uh last week so i immediately you know met up with donovan so i was still kind of trying to recuperate and actually I dozed off a couple of times in the theater. And uh, so there's a couple of moments in there and I was, I was you know, kind of you know, waking up and going, oh, wow, this looks pretty cool. <clears throat> so um, so I'm definitely going to have to see it again. But I did enjoy what I did see. And I'm, you know, I can't you know, be articulate about how, you know, you know, how much I enjoyed the film or how much I didn't enjoy the film. It's very 
neutral because of the talkers. And I would love to see it without anybody kind of running it. There was one guy in the theater that I think he jumped up whenever, you know, are, we, are you doing spoilers yet or is it okay? Or we should can, I not say this is a multiverse of craziness. Okay. <laughs> so we can, we can go in any form we want here. Okay, when the Illuminati popped up and the one guy that we all know that everybody was, has been thinking that was going to be, you know, who, one guy in the theater jumped up. And he's like, yeah, you know, and so that was it. And, um, yeah, so I don't know. Um, I can't give you an honest Talking about Tom Cruise, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Internet. Um, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. No, nah, but no, nah, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. Um, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to see it again to give a probably a better opinion of it. But I, and I yeah. do want to see it again, so. Yeah. Awesome, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, like that was that was the big moment for for me in my theory experience. And you know, of course, that's the moment that got spoiled. Um, and you know, I I got to blame myself because I kind of when I saw that trending on Twitter, his name, I knew exactly what it was and still clicked <laughs> on it. <laughs> so I managed uh, to stay spoiler free on that, and I was I was surprised that I I don't like. Yeah. holler at movies but when that happened i went oh snap like i was, I was really excited <laughs> i was surprised at myself at just how vocal i was when that moment popped up yeah um yeah my wife went into full applause full <laughs> applause and we were all like <laughs> i was so excited to see john krasinski as reed richards and to see uh Haley atwell getting to play a live action mm-hmm. captain carter I was yeah. oh, yes. by the time by the time Professor X comes around, I was like, okay, yeah. That might as well happen at this point as well. <laughs> I know there were so many moments I was like, please bring in Magneto. Please bring in Magneto. <laughs> I just wanted more of that, especially because, you know, this is where I'm curious on everyone's kind of thoughts. I mean, this isn't I wouldn't put this as Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. This is really a Wanda Scarlet Witch movie to me um because yeah that was the whole like kind of shift is like when you think about it i mean and this was kind of like the misleading thing um where to me the madness was essentially she's just really mad and she's pushing her way through the multiverse because she wants to get her kids back um that's kind of my viewpoint on the madness aspect of it yeah, that's one. Of, so again, I, I mostly really like this. I think, as far as the script goes, it's it is messy, and there's a lot of there's a lot of moments where we're having to explain kind of exposition hopping in. There's a lot of mm-hmm. how how convenient how convenient that in this universe, Christine is a multiverse expert. How how perfect for this story to make things go smoothly. So there's a lot of those things where it's like this is a little clunky. Like the mechanics of it are not perfect. Um, it, you know, talking about multiverse movies, also in theaters right now, everything everywhere all at once people are comparing those i don't think we necessarily have to compare them but i do think in that movie like the script is just top-notch and like everything works together organically i know not everyone here is a huge fan of that looking at you keith but um the uh (laughs) the yeah so the script on this was a little clunky but i i I liked a lot of the ways that it surprised us like not only the illuminati characters but then the fact that they die really horrible violent deaths within about 10 yeah. minutes of meeting them i thought that was i was surprised by that as well and i thought that was just really cool i was like well, we're gonna yeah. watch them all get murdered violently definitely like i would probably what put that in the see so where i'm reversed from i think most people is i just like the second act i didn't really care for the first and third and i've seen that the reverse for a lot where they didn't like the second act but they love the first and third <laughs> 
because <laughs> uh when you say like yeah that's where especially the third act i thought the script that's where the script got extremely messy um for me and then this is me and this this is just probably just how my brain works is because like the biggest thing that i was curious on and really this is like what we've talked about on the agents of may so much is how is this going to play with the disney plus series specifically wandavision and I felt like that is where the biggest letdown was. I think this movie could have been a little bit longer to really tie it into that series in a better way, especially for those that have never seen that series. Because uh, it was hard for me to like br- get my brain to break away from that because I was just kind of going through as I'm watching this. of like, are people really going to follow this? Know what's going on? Or is it just, they just going to be scratching their heads to the entire film? Yeah, yeah. And I think this is one of those just corners that the MCU has sort of backed themselves into, um, Mm -hmm. where pretty much everything is projecting forward. Yeah, Um, there's really not a lot of room for a movie just to be kind of original and do this only because, you know, and, and a lot of it is Marvel Studios, they've gotten fans already looking forward like during this one it's all right what's next what's next what's next and there's it's just kind of become this and i don't really know how they could avoid it because it is just this thing building on top of it and then building another layer and another layer. and so um I, I get what you're saying um i just think it's probably just the way it's going to be the rest of the way um i don't know and that may be one of the reasons i'm kind of <laughs> not as attached to it because yeah. you know you do sort of see these it's just sort of this this chain of mm-hmm. this connects to this then it connects to this because I, I honestly i don't think i know i've heard some people say yeah you could go in um cold and you would you know you might miss a few things but i honestly don't think how i, I honestly don't understand how anyone could go in cold and really have a good grasp, especially emotionally, mm-hmm. for this thing. This mm-hmm. thing is built so much on that last little clip of WandaVision, um, you know, that that little stinger, and on what has taken place at the end of um, No Way Home. I mean, mm-hmm. those things are just essential. And uh, it's, uh, for me, and I, I do want to say this too about the exposition. I think Andrew's exactly right. I mean, it, it is heavy. But if there was ever a movie where... And I criticize a lot of exp- overexposition a lot, but if there was ever a movie where it seemed to fit, I felt that in this one it it kind of did because um, they were essentially as clueless as we were about a lot of these things. So they have a lot of these questions like, "What on earth is this? Can you tell me? Explain this to me?" And again, it may be a little cop out, but um, uh, I, but and I am with Andrew also on the convenience thing. There's a lot of conveniences in this movie that just sort of makes the plot go the direction it needs. It's almost like they're sort of nudging the plot in this direction or that direction. Hmm. But I, you know, I I don't know. I don't know. It just, those things really didn't bother me in the grand scheme of things. I mean, I just, uh, maybe it was just because I was too sort of wound up in all the sort of the craziness that, that, that Raimi was doing. I mean, you know, Luke, you mentioned the madness to me, the madness is Sam Raimi. It's not really Wanda doing this or, or uh, strange doing that. It's just this goofy stuff that he, that he actually had the guts to do. And, you know, to um, Marvel studios credit, they let him and they let him do a lot of those things. So. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying. And, and so yeah, all those things, it did feel 
like it's pushing us to this end and the ending was kind of worth it like it really was big and crazy and we had zombie strange and we had this music note fight which i was like what in the world is going on this is i love it i don't understand what's happening but i love it and uh yeah i i, I did i thought the and i think a lot of marvel movies the third act kind of is not always the best like that sometimes mm-hmm. it's a letdown and this one so i thought great. was really great and yeah. I, I was like they they mm-hmm. built it up to something really good in this but yeah i think it's interesting like mcu is like kind of like a tv show now because it's always all these yeah. episodes within this thing mm-hmm. and it starts to fall into some of the same pitfalls that tv like tv shows that are on for a long time where like we're having to push forward and it doesn't always make sense plot wise but we have to keep going and then also like characters become caricatures of themselves almost and it's it's like in doctor strange one we had all this great character development where he's like less of a smart aleck and he's like a better person but then we see in avengers endgame and all these uh, one in the middle where he has to like do the doctor strange thing and kind of be a little smart ass and like that's Mm. that's it feels like he reverted a little bit but in this one i did like the you know are you happy and that kind of came up again and again as as a little bit of character development for him but yeah what, what you're saying about wandavision i think it really kind of undercuts wandavision and um i think yeah i think what you're saying luke is right that they could have connected that better mm-hmm. for one thing she's obsessed with her kids but she doesn't care about vision anymore like what's the yeah. mention like i think they could have somehow tied that in and said like i guess the book has made her go evil and, and they should have maybe explained that or shown that a little bit more right um in some way because it, presumably vision's out there in some of these universes too uh, you know, it's funny about that i asked my wife about that and she said honey i love you but it's my kids first i'm going after our kids so i just sort of wait yes ma'am i understand <laughs> interesting i understand yeah. maybe that's you know something women yeah. viewers connected to better and i think that's interesting yeah. but i did like the just like the, that she was propelled to to go like full it was just kind of fun to watch her going like full witch and like mm-hmm. being in her, you know, righteous anger mm-hmm. and all of that, even though she takes things too far, all that. But uh, I thought that was, that was fun. A fun aspect of it. Maybe she's not going after vision. Cause technically there is still a vision popping around in the universe. And she's like, yeah. I'll catch up with him later. I've got to find <laughs> the babies first. Yeah. That kind of drags. Yeah, I was gonna say they could have done something where she, it's like she would be ashamed of who she's become or something like, and I think that could have been a good character moment for her. Uh, but they, yeah, yeah, they kind of skirted over it in a way that, but yeah, but yeah, that's a good point that there is still some version of Vision out mm-hmm. here in our universe too. I would have been totally okay if they could have opened this with the last like moments of WandaVision when the kids are crying out for. Her. Because right away, you could get that emotional punch and you're like, okay, I, I get the reasoning why she's doing this. Like, But yeah. Yeah, they do depend on you to connect a few dots. Yeah, definitely. And, um, and maybe a little too much. But, yeah. Uh, Her powers, the whole big first battle scene with the sorcerers mm-hmm. was incredible. It was. Like her mind control, like... I'm a big fan of Ultron, Age of Ultron, and just seeing these moments of like getting back into that element, I want more of that. That was so awesome. Yeah, this one let her go. I mean, this one actually yeah. released her. And we'd gotten, um, I'd mentioned this in my review of the movie, that how we had gotten little tastes of her power before, a little bit in WandaVision, that great line she gives in Endgame 
mm-hmm. where where Thanos sort of arrogantly says, "I don't even know you," and she kind of gives him the little, "You would, you will," and mm-hmm. you know she has him. If he doesn't just rain down the hellfire or whatever he calls, basically his last opportunity, you know, she had him there. Mm-hmm. But this really lets her loose and kind of shows just how powerful she is. And I really appreciated that. I had, I liked that quite a bit. Oh yeah. It was exciting to get to see that finally. Like uh, my husband is not exactly at the same level of Marvel fan that I am, but he goes with you to see everything. And one of his biggest beefs is he says, once Wanda or uh, Captain Marvel show up, it should all be over because they've got <laughs> such ridiculous strong powers they should be able to end anybody who's even around them um and we finally got to see that wanda did kind of take out like a whole monastery of people by herself i mean granted it was she's evil now and all that but still we got to see it oh yeah well let's um let's kind of go back into the multiverse aspect and talk about our brand new character you want to share uh, initial thoughts on uh, America and her capabilities and, you know, how they crafted her story? Um, uh, well, I, I was pretty lukewarm on her. I thought the performance was solid. Um, but the whole time to me, she felt like um, she felt like sort of a plot device. You know, she was there, had a very distinct purpose to be there and that was to give Wanda someone to hunt and to give Strange someone to protect um she had this power that was I mean was I mean I guess multiverse hopping mm-hmm. I guess that will come in handy at some point but <laughs> I, I just I, I, I didn't think she was really given a whole lot of depth and maybe that's yeah. because they are setting her up also for her tv show um down the line so I, I don't i just sort of felt that um she was a nice new character but she really wasn't given a whole lot to do other than you know be chased by wanda and protected by strange and you know she did come into her own a little bit at the end but again i think most of her was it was really kind of setting her up for her own show yeah. um i was really hoping they would do a little more with her to be honest with you yeah uh, Mr. Uh, Dr. Popcorn, we haven't heard from you. Um, I'm kind of with Keith um, for the most part. Um, I think that um, the performance is great. I really like um, what I saw from her. I do think that she isn't given that much to do, but I kind of was okay with it just because I mean, we're just being introduced to her. I feel like this is a character we're going to see much more of, obviously, in the TV show and probably in other films. So I was fine with that. Um, But I I think she's an interesting character. I think it's at least enough to kind of get people interested in, um, you know, who this character is, finding out more about her in the future and all that. And so I think if that was the goal, they definitely achieve that at least with me um but I, i'm definitely really curious to see where we go with this uh this new character yeah i agree too i thought that i mean i i've never heard of her before you know i, I'm, I don't follow comics and uh well not like i used to um but you know seeing what she was able to do i was like 
that's a pretty powerful power if you have it. <laughs> and for her to kind of pop in there and, you know, you know that she could probably do some damage with it if she knew, I guess, how to use it or, or what, but they, they kind of, you know, left a lot of that out. But I, I agree, you know, it's, I'm curious to see what they're going to do on the TV show if they, or whatever, whatever's going to happen there. Um, I'll definitely watch it, but, um, but nah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens, I guess. Yeah. Kind of seeing like they could probably utilize her in quantum mania maybe, or, you know, with if you look, if you mm-hmm. especially if you follow a lot of the series, I'm kind of leaning towards um, Young Avengers. Like they'll have her, you know, bring them all together and form the Young Avengers to fight someone. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like one, like one character I'm really wanting to get into the actual films is uh, the Watcher. Um, but you know it seems like the watcher and then America kind of have that same ability where they can just go between all of these different uh, universes. So yeah, I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at with, with where I could see this character coming in next. Maybe the biggest issue with, with America is that we don't like, we don't get a firm enough grasp of her personality just yet i mean this is like you guys said just an introduction and the only reason why that becomes uh somewhat of an issue for the film is that dr strange gets like almost immediately attached to her and starts protecting her helping her that kind of thing and of course it's partly because she's a kid she's in trouble she needs his help but as the audience it would be better i think if we had that same kind of emotional connection with her, which again is, they had a lot to cover here. The Mm -hmm. young actress does a great job. It's just maybe something that could have been fleshed out a little bit more in the script. It was one of the only things that I noticed that were kind of a negative for me watching this was just, I wanted to know more about America, like just as a character. Yeah, they could definitely put, her into a film or a series because you know a lot of her core a lot of her story or struggle is separation from parents so i could definitely see them doing a story where she's going to multiverse hop to find her family and um a bunch of crazy stuff could happen within that um yeah cool um let's get into a little bit of spoiler stuff what is what's everyone's thoughts on the illuminati and uh just the various characters within the illuminati um well, I, th- I thought it was an interesting selection um yeah. uh I, I love seeing black bolt i mean is <laughs> i mean i thought that was really cool uh i thought he was he was just really it was really cool to see him and of course he's you know a part of the comic illuminati so i was wondering if was he going to be mm-hmm. uh, was he going to be there and i'm sure he, he was and i thought it was interesting who uh, uh you know, who all else was there, but, um, and of course, Stewart, I mean, I guess it may be more of a sentimental thing, but I, I yeah. love seeing Patrick Stewart. Um, oh yeah. Uh, he, he just, gosh, the guy just has this natural charisma. Uh, I could just sit there and listen to him read the phone book. I mean, I just, he, when he came on, I mean, it, that was probably the loudest, even though we knew that had been the lid, the trailer blew the lid off that one. And he was on the yeah. red carpet and all that. still the loudest anyone got in the, um, 
uh, screening I was at was when he came out. You know, they show his hand on the side of the chair. He kind of comes out and then he turns around. The camera comes out and there he is. Um, but uh, no, I thought I thought the Illuminati, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, no Tom Cruise, but, you know. So, yeah, I was going to say real quick to add into this question um, with all the various rumor mills and. I guess from all of that, is there any one particular actor character you would have loved to seen in this? Me, I, I mean, I was fine with it because again, <laughs> it's one of those deals. By that point, you're in. Yeah, they've done yeah. pulled you into another universe, so kind of anything goes. Mm. You know, who knows who their Illuminati is, so they can kind of manufacture whatever you know backstory there is to sort of bring all of these together. So I was, you know, I was I was fine with it. It was I thought it was fun, especially when they go down the line and of course end with Krasinski. I mean, uh, and my wife's applause. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was fun. We had a, I, I thought they did a good job with them, and of course then. Is the short time they were with us, uh, but yeah, I, I think they did a good job with that, and it, and it fits that they would take him to the Illuminati. I thought they did a real good job of sort of explaining why they deemed him to be such a threat, because you know our strange. Yes, we know you, but look, we know our strange. It's our strange that has done a lot of bad things, and I just I kind of loved all of that um, yeah. kind of back and forth they had with him as he was trying to convince them, and uh, and they were saying, no wait, we we get you, but you know, and, and it kind of makes you want to know more about that history, to be honest, because, mm-hmm. um, and, and maybe that's the point, maybe they want to get us more curious about these different, um, dimensions that who knows if we'll be in them again sometimes. Yeah. It was interesting. Uh, like anytime they, they keep hinting. So like Disney owns Fox now. So are we going to get the X-Men? Are we going to get fantastic mm-hmm. four? And they, they, like in WandaVision, there's the, um, uh, the actor who I can't remember who plays like Pietro. Yes, yes, Pietro. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in the X Men series, so there's like this fun hint, but it's like oh, it's not really a connection because this is all in Wanda's head and or whatever. And then same thing here. It's like oh, it's another universe, and he's dead now, and so we're still not really getting the X-Men. So they keep, you know, opening this up and shutting it back down. So it's interesting to see what, what they'll end up doing if they end up doing more with it. But, but yeah, I really liked that whole sandwich. Yeah. Captain Carter was incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was the one I was like, I was like, they're going to kill all of them. And she was the one I was like, no, please. Don't <laughs> Cause you got like chopped in half. My goodness. But um, yeah, I thought that that whole scene was really great. And, you know, I've seen, you know, the, the rumors that hoping that Emily Blunt could be, um, yeah. in yeah. Fantastic Four as well, whenever, yeah. that, cause, uh, assuming that John Krasinski is now part of this and he's going to be in it down the road. Uh, that's pretty exciting. And we should talk a little bit about their deaths because it's like Raimi probably sat at a table with guys and said, all right, let's come up with the craziest, most, you know, just, <laughs> I, won't, I won't say the word, but bat crazy yeah. ways we can kill them. So, I mean, we've got, you know, we'll make Reed Richards, we'll like shred him like cheese um and you know we'll cut peggy in half and um oh i gotta go let's make um black bolt's brain literally explode inside that, of the skull. Was, and, that was like the most brutal moment uh, up to that, that was pretty brutal. Like, whoa yeah yeah which i wonder if the the captain carter was potentially a nod to uh what if hmm. um from the zombie episode when uh he gets cut in half yeah but probably so probably so yeah, I didn't think about. I have that. not watched What If. I knew she was in it, but I didn't know. Right. I didn't think about that. There. She is in a few episodes, but um, there there's a different episode um with Steve, and that's how. Yikes! He wow. dies. Yeah. 
Yeah, I thought yeah. it was pretty pretty cool. The uh, Illuminati seems great, but the um, and, I, and like you guys, I, I was kind of thinking, well, maybe this X Men's going to pop up or something like, or even just anywhere, you know, like some door's going to open up and we're going to see Cyclops or something. Um, but it kind of, that whole death scene reminded me of that show on Amazon, Invincible. I don't know if you guys have watched that or not. And once it was happening, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, now we get to see some heroes die in a brutal way. And I thought it was pretty cool. Um, and it just, you know, it's like, you know, with what Raimi does, you know, and just kind of taking it to that next level of like, hey, let's let's start a pod a little bit and let's see what happens. And I don't know, I might see more of this down the road, but more maybe more rated R, you know, Marvel films, but I don't know. I guess that's really the only way you're going to get away with, you know, brutal murders of a superhero, but unless you're, you know, doing another mm, He got away films. with quite a bit there. He did, he did. <laughs> he did, didn't he? Um, and, and, you know, of course, he's, you know, I'm, I'm kind of jumping away from this a little bit, but the whole evil, there's so much evil dead, mm. you know, yeah. references back and forth. And I, not a lot, I mean, I love the evil dead, but it's like, mm-hmm. mm. yes. yes. Oh, here's Donovan. Donovan's coming in. Yeah, I love evil dead. <laughs> And as far as casting goes, let me just say the one thing they could do to sell me on this phase, regardless of what they do, is if they could bring Fassbender back as Magneto. Yeah. Um, I love that. Wait a minute. No, no, no frowns. I loved Fassbender <laughs> as Magneto. Yeah. I mean, he would, to me, was my favorite casting from those X-Men movies. I thought him and McAvoy were really good. The rest. Yeah. 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 Agree there. Donovan, welcome to the multiverse. <laughs> he's speechless is it another dimension it's just yet <laughs> he's thinking he's thinking do i want to enter this dimension or maybe there's just <laughs> audio issues i was going to say too while we're waiting on donovan to figure out his audio issues the um yeah there's the sam raiminess of it i thought was really great yeah so the the whatever demon sort of things we see at the end is fun but even just like when we first see the city at the beginning uh in the kaiju fight thing with the squid or whatever it is mm-hmm. uh, i was like something about the way the city is shot reminds me of spider-man like it just felt i was like am i in spider-man TV right now mm-hmm. i was like that's really cool and, and like we see the cars flying across the like from the intersection and all of that yeah. uh, so i thought that was a, a kind of a cool thing i thought i love the ending like the final moment, not the credit scenes but like the end of the film i thought it was a perfect like raimi horror ending kind of surprise little moment um but yeah i don't all the all the traces so that's that's another question this brings up is so he says something about the souls of the damned and um then he like makes them into a cloak and all that and then she says go back to hell in that moment so is this confirming that there is a hell in in the mcu and also does every universe have its own hell or is hell its own universe i'm these are the questions that i'm wondering about at this point well i i feel like probably yeah especially after what kind of moon knight has given us Ooh, and... i haven't finished moon knight so feel free to spoil i don't care it's fine but <laughs> well where are you at in moon knight uh episode one, <laughs> episode one. Okay, okay. i'm working on it i'm working on it close you're almost there okay <laughs> um watch moon knight right. i really enjoy it and and question. you're gonna you're gonna get to some really cool moments that are really gonna answer that question interesting yeah donovan do we have you do you have audio you you have me I'm yes here. welcome <laughs> all right go ahead let's give us a quick intro and uh, quick intro just, just go ahead uh, yeah, give us an intro man 
who, who, who you are, you which and... platform is. Welcome back to Podcast Two for One. I'm your host, <laughs> Donovan. Oh, different podcast. Sorry. Um, yeah, I'm Donovan Thompson, host Podcast Two for One. Daniel Winkfield. I want to hop on here and see all my friendly faces. I see Andrew, Luke. I see Johnny, motherfucking Brandon, and I see Elisa out here too. I don't know Keith though. Keith, I don't. I don't know you. So we yeah, connect sometime. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, nice to yeah. meet you. Nice to meet you. And also, I see I see Saxon there as well. Yeah, Doctor Strange. Um, me and Daniel's review dropped earlier this morning. Um, like I like like we said, we've been talking about this movie since day one, and um. The, the hype and the expectations were out of this out of this world and i think we kind of got a little ralph bonard again um and i what i mean by that is you know our expectations are so high for wandavision for all the potential cameos and all the rumors that were happening and week by week we were just foaming at the mouth and i haven't felt that kind of like that water cooler talk in so long and uh then we got ralph boner and uh you know uh, i we kind of expectations got crumbled pretty quickly <laughs> And I feel like going into this with the reviews and everything else that I, I kind of felt like, okay, my expectations have been a little tampered. I enjoyed the movie. I had a great time with it. Um, it's got a lot of narrative flaws in my opinion. And, um, you know, it was fun. Sam Raimi, one of my favorite directors of all time. It, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't work in this movie. Um, but I'm here for it. Again, there are some things that I'm not sure how spoilery we're, we're getting with the movie. There are some Ball things out, that I spoil Any, out. Where's Tom Cruise, Iron Man? Where, exactly. You know, like, <laughs> Thank you. Where's where, he at? Where was, where was Wesley oh. Snipes' Black Panther? Oh, man. I know. I know. Anyway, I was so happy we got Krasinski as Mr. Yes. Fantastic. And then having Black Bolt from the Inhumans TV show. That was like the biggest surprise for me. Big Black Bolt fan. And also I'm watching Star Trek Stranger Stranger or Stranger Worlds, Stranger Worlds, something like that. I'm watching that. He's 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 a pike on it. So um very happy with the, those additions, but they were a little too short for me. Again, I need my Eric Bana Hulk. I needed Edward Norton Hulk. I needed all the secret worst things we're getting we're gonna get eventually. But anyway, yeah. that's my really quick rant on the movie. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much for being able to join. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, uh, we were essentially just basically talking about our favorite Illuminati moments, uh, oh, favorite, yeah. um, you know, Raimi moments. Um, um, yeah, I, I mean, no, I'm, I'm not a huge comic reader, so I don't really know, but like the, the music note fight thing, again, mm -hmm. I thought it was so cool. I love that That's they the didn't explain part. it. Did that. Is that from a comic? Is there some precedence for that? Or is it just completely out of left field? Not that I know of. No, not um, mm. from any particular comic. But that's one thing me and Daniel also talked about was the cool thing about Doctor Strange that separates him from all the other villains or all the other heroes is the fact that you can have these bombastic like him versus Thanos fight in Infinity War, which is probably the coolest part of that movie. Mm. Like that fight, you can just do all these weird, crazy, multidimensional, different, this shit that doesn't even make fucking sense. Sorry, I'm not sure this, you, you can cuss on your pod, Luke. <laughs> Gotta I'm, edit I'm bringing all, all of this now. Oh, good. <laughs> no. oh, sorry. Just all, bleep, just all bleeps. All good. Um, but you know, like that's what Dr. Strange can do. He can do all this stuff and you don't have to explain it. Some no. things you need to explain right. like his arc, which is missing. But mm. I, I do think like stuff like that, who cares? It's super cool. Danny Elfman come in and killed it. And mm. I was very happy with, with that collaboration coming back since Spider-Man two actually. So, yeah. Yeah, there's a few. I was gonna mention the music. A few like electric guitar cues at different moments. And I was like, "This oh, yeah. is so cool." I love those oh, yeah. those little moments in the score. Yeah. So Drew can't be here, but I'm gonna leave a note. So Drew, once you watch this, we got to do a fact check because 
he'll know the exact comment <laughs> if this was referenced. Oh, nice. The music felt to me like Raimi saying, okay, Danny Elfman's going to tear this up. Like that was the whole concept. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so often the MCU soundtracks are not like the best in the world. They're not always very memorable, but I thought this one was really a standout. Yeah, they're they're really not. We've only had a few standouts. We've had Alan Silvestri come in with like uh, the winner or like first Avenger theme. He's done Avengers one. He did Avengers uh, three and four. Danny Elfman actually did Age of Ultron, which I wasn't a huge fan of that score actually. Um, but you know, we've had a few good ones, Guardians of the Galaxy, but yeah, they really haven't well, really like. stood out. I think Michael Giacchino did Doctor Strange one, which I actually do enjoy that score. But um, but yeah, no, I think you're right. I think they don't have super memorable stuff, but. This one's pretty good, and I think I was pretty impressed with it. Hmm. So maybe we can talk about the kind of the ending of the film a little bit. Maybe our first uh, or our mid-credit scene. Uh, just thoughts on kind of what happened there and where, you know, what's going on with Strange at this point, and where do you think this could be going? Uh, especially with like we got another new actress joining the MCU world. Um, which is uh, she's playing Clea. Mm-hmm. I got lots of thoughts. Well, go for let's go first. Though. <laughs> oh, you guys go first. I, I have. I liked. I, I didn't know who it was when she popped up. I was like, oh, I, I thought it might be Nova because I know that's someone that's coming apparently, but I, apparently it's not her. Um, so I have a lot to learn about Clea. But I was like, oh, cool, Charlize Theron is here. I did wonder. So I, again, I love the 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 before those credits, like the final moment where Strange's eye pops open and just this blood curling scream to end the movie. Yeah, I loved that. Um, but I am curious. This he seems like at peace with it when we see him in the mid credit scene do we think he's gonna have to fight some internal demons and you know because it's like oh is he gonna go bad it's kind of what i was thinking but it seemed like he was fine what what do you all speculate about that do we think that's going to be an issue or is that just something that he has now yeah i was i was a little curious too if it was like you know like a side effect of um his exposure but um then there was someone had pointed out that there was something that um uh i get i'm trying to remember which movie it was in but that um anyway that there had been some mention to him by um gosh i've hit a blank who played um not his mentor but um gosh what's her name remember the ancient um, one the ancient one, yeah. Tilda Yeah, Tilda Swin. Um, well, she had made a comment or prophecy maybe in one of the movies where they were having a conversation about him opening his eye and there being some type of conversation like that, and which I didn't remember it. But in Clea, um, I haven't really read comics. I used to read them pretty hardcore, but I didn't read a lot of Strange, but I do remember her being... A pretty close associate to him, I think. I think they had a lot of, I think they worked together quite a bit. And you know, to clarify that for me. But um, so when, when she popped up and Darren's a great actress, um, I thought, well, this would be pretty cool. Um, those two things together. So makes just to see what they do with it. Yeah, traditionally in the comics, Clea, um, I think either A, she's the daughter of Dormammu or she's like the niece of Dormammu who we saw in Doctor Strange 1, right? He's kind of like the main arch nemesis of Doctor Strange actually in the comics. But Strange and, and Clea, they actually, they're, they're, it's its love interest. They end up getting married at some point in the comics as well. Um, so it's something, obviously, 
they deal with the uh, Christine issue, I guess, and the second one. So they're setting up the the, the love interest for the third one. Um, have you guys talked about incursions and secret wars and all that stuff yet? Is that something that I miss no. out on? No, we haven't talked about right. that before. Well, well, here's where it's going, everyone. <laughs> so basically, in the in the comics, actually. Um, there's the Illuminati and they were formed to stop incursions. Um, when two universes collide, which we saw that in this movie, right? We saw the Sinister Strange and we saw like him dealing with the aftermath of failing um, from stopping an incursion. And what happens is, and there's multiple Secret War story arcs, but the one that they're probably going to draw from is the most recent one where we have all these incursions happen. There's two universes left, the 616 universe, which in the comics is the main one, and the Ultimate Universe, which we had like Miles Morales and some other uh, more modern takes on characters. So what happened is those two incursions happened and there was basically dr strange kind of pulled various different versions of characters into a place called battle world so he had like an army of thors multiple spider-men all these different things they were all kind of fighting for basically in the comics the ability to reboot the universe but it's a really cool multi-universe storyline it's and it's like it's like the, it's is the end game that we're kind of building towards here and the russo brothers have said multiple times the directors of uh, winter soldier civil war and, and avengers three and four they said hey we will come back for one thing which is secret wars because that was the comic that got us in the comics like you know back in the day that was the big splash you know, that, that gave us inspiration these big moments and so i've been saying it for like two and a half years like two years now i've been like we're going secret wars it's coming coming it's secret wars and then now we got the illuminati and so i 100 percent guarantee that's where we're heading and it wouldn't surprise me that after we get black panther wakanda forever which i'm pretty sure will have namor in it um it could have dr strange like multiple kings kind of fighting for multiple different lands i bet after that movie Doctor Strange will show up to whoever's the new um, head of Wakanda, which we don't know yet, of course. Mm. And it'll be like, hey, we should start a group called the Illuminati. And uh, Illuminati. And uh, that will just stop the incursions. And that will kind of give us to the path to Secret Wars. Mm. And then we'll watch Secret Wars, then my head will explode in the theater, and then I will have completed everything I needed to do in my life. So that's kind of what will happen. Yeah. So now I'm wondering if um, the next two animated Spider-Man films could lead into this as well, or potentially be what leads Miles Morales into the live action MCU. I see that's that part. Yes. The first part, Sony has a stick up their ass. They think they do. They think yeah. everything they do is just themselves. And then when they, when they do do something by themselves, they don't really pan out a lot Morbius. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I think that it's definitely an in canon reason for the universes. I don't think, marvel or sony will ever reference those movies and vice versa i think sony may reference the mcu but the mcu won't reference the into the spider-verse no mm. interesting unless they can play nice we never know it's possible it's possible yeah. anything's possible sure it's the multiverse sure. yeah we just need a uh, jeremy Wright to show up as the watcher and be like look I would love it. I'm just going to butt in and we're going to make all this work. <laughs> I want Jeremy Wright as the watcher live action at an MCU. I yes. want it so bad. Yeah, Same. 100%. Same. Yeah. As long as those things still make a lot of money, though, Sony's going to hang on for dear life. I mean, they, 100%. That, yeah. that deal has, um, I mean, and Sony needs it. <laughs> That's another thing, too. I mean, they, it's, they're not, they haven't been in the best financial shape for a while. So something like right. that really gives them, 
uh, I don't know. I think they're desperate to hold on to it. that deal that they did with the with the Spider Man movies in the MCU. I never would have thought that would happen though. So yeah. um, you know, who knows? Maybe they can see there is a lot more money to be made if we also maybe lend this here and lend this there. And I, I, I don't know. It's a weird thing though. It is, but I, I totally see. Just I mean. <sighs> it's kind of a weird situation because they've made so much money with no way home and even been on one that did really, really well financially and two wasn't bad either considering the pandemic. But the big thing there um, is you're right. Sony is kind of bleeding a little bit as a, as a company whole as whole. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if they're just ho- holding on for dear life just to get their stocks up so they can sell the movie division. And if that happens, Disney's going to pounce. And then again, my head's going to explode and we'll be done. We'll be right with the universe again. So, you know, give me venom in the MCU, but like properly, you know? properly. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh man. Well, this is great. This is so much fun. Um, so we've kind of hitting our hour mark. So, I mean, if anyone has any last thoughts to share around. Well, I've got to ask everyone. I've got to ask Go. this question. Yeah. How did you guys feel about his arc in this movie? Because, like, again, I love, I love Raymond isms. I love Bruce Campbell. I love the visuals, all the cool stuff. But like, I felt like this is the big sticky point that me and Daniel had was that at the end of it, what did Doctor Strange learn? I mean, like, he keeps getting, he keeps getting asked, "What are you happy? What makes you happy?" He ends up getting like a, a kind of a loose-ended response from Wong at the end of like, "Oh, you know, it, who cares as long as we have each other." And it's like we didn't really end Doctor Strange somewhere different. I felt like than when we started, which is kind of a big problem. So I'd like to hear from everybody. Did you guys feel like he learned anything, or like did this movie justify? him like this existence for like a doctor strange story i mean i don't know i think you're right that it's it, that's probably one of the the problems with the script and something luke said earlier is that this really is more wanda's movie and i think that's probably true and that's that yeah again as, as there's more and more characters it's something they're going to probably struggle with yeah it's, i know that i can see how they've tried to really set it up and they kept on are you happy are you happy at the beginning and uh yeah it doesn't really come to a satisfying conclusion and i think in maybe that final moment where he like he's like skipping out the door he's like maybe he's supposed to be like oh he's happy now and then he of course has something horrifying happen as he's crossing the street but um but yeah i agree with you i think it's one of the weaker points wouldn't have been incredible if he like walked into a dressing shop and come out and his collar was popped he started like dancing Spider-Man like toby thing. did in yeah. spider-man 3 <laughs> that would have be no been incredible <laughs> that would have been incredible yeah is i'm sorry go no go for it go ahead okay as far as his arc um yeah i'm with you that i thought the um are you happy was a pretty interesting uh you know it was an interesting question for that character, especially. And it just seemed like everything that he encountered would make that question even, you know, make it even a bigger question. And then they just sort of, like you said, he just sort of walked out and he was just like, all right. And, and they don't really give us a firm answer to that. They don't really take us to a place where we can even really figure out an answer for ourselves. It's just, it was just a question that was kind of asked and, then now he's ready kind of what I was saying earlier. Now we're ready for the next thing. So instead of really taking him on a particular uh, journey of discovery or anything like that, or moving him from point A to point B in terms of his character arc, um, they're just sort of looking forward what's next for the MCU. And, um, but I will say this, I'm actually, I actually came into this movie 
a little frustrated with where his character was because I wasn't a big fan of what they did with him in No Way Home um, because I, I know that wasn't it wasn't his movie. So to be fair, I don't want to criticize it too much there. But, you know, here we have a guy who could, you know, look through all infinite futures, look through every possibility and find the one that could beat Thanos. But then he can go in and do a little spell with Peter and not see you know, maybe there's a chance if I do this and he gets in here and gets in the way that I could basically shatter the multiverse and open them up and cause all of this. And then he gets locked into the, um, the mirror, the mirror world, which he should be, you know, controlling. He should be the guy there by a geometry problem. And he has to be, wasn't it, what he had, didn't he have to be let out by Ned or something? It was just a, it was just a weird way they handled him in that movie. So in this one, I did feel like he was more, he was kind of back to Dr. Strange, but you know, it's a great point though. By the end, he's, is he any place different than he was at the beginning? I mean, I, I think we're supposed to feel that way. I just don't think they really did much to show it. That makes sense. Yeah. There's a little nugget you had in there that I think is really fascinating. And that is, there's that question of he's, the, he's a guy who has seen 14 million different possibilities. And my favorite mo- moment, like Dr. Strange moment, probably in the whole movie was when he was sitting in the, in the chapel watching Christine getting married. And his old doctor friend said, basically asked him like either it was his uh, husband or friend or brother or something. And he was like, Hey, is this, this, was this the only option that could have happened? Like I lost somebody because of the choice that you made. And like, he said it in, in, in an amazing fashion. Like that was the only option that was incredible. Like that right there was a movie. And I love that part. Like, I think those first 20 minutes was fantastic, but, but yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. For me, I really, really like the what if Dr. Strange lost his heart instead of his hands. It's great. That episode, episode is so emotionally impactful. And I thought it was so well for Dr. Strange. I would have loved to see more of that brought in. Just having that pain and agony he was going through over his love. Like that's what made him happy. And there's a lot they could have done there. That's for me, but even like, I, I got to bring this up because, you know, I think, I think the other thing that, that was kind of sprinkled in there was like, was it not the events in Loki that actually caused the core multiverse issue? I've wondered that it seems like Loki and Sylvia are the ones who have actually broke the multiverse and they have not addressed that. I mean, granted yeah. they're in a pocket dimension or something, so they might not know that that's what's happened, but I keep expecting there to be some sort of tie in with Loki and the TVA in these movies. And there hasn't been at all. Yeah, right. It's almost like they're waiting on Loki season two and but nothing really else but you would think there'd be mm-hmm. you would definitely have some type of connection at some point because that was a pretty big ending there correct me if i'm wrong but it, so originally without the pandemic dr strange 2 would have come out before spider-man no way home is that true 
Yes. I believe that that's true. And so in that case, maybe Loki and multiverse here would have been more tied together because I know they had to do a lot of reshoots on Spider-Man No Way Home. And so it's almost like, oh, we would have had a multiverse situation ready for Spider-Man. But because of the pandemic and this having to move around, it's like, oh, we have to make up this spell situation that, as Keith was saying, doesn't always make the most sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you can see how circumstances outside of their control kind of maybe cause some of this. But, but yeah, I agree. It's been a bit clunky from from Project project yeah michael oh go ahead go ahead oh i'm sorry i was gonna say michael waldron the writer of dr strange he wrote loki he wrote season one of loki and Mm -hmm. um and yes you're right it's supposed to come out beforehand actually america chavez was supposed to be the dr strange character in no way home but they ended up getting flipped to dr Mm -hmm. strange Mm -hmm. there's concept art of her opening up a star portal in in manhattan with spider-man um but yeah it's interesting um I don't know. Kevin Feige has come out and personally said that it's the events of Loki that's done this, but it's kind of weak whenever we have to infer from the showrunner essentially yeah. that this is what's happening. They they really need to, and they will. They need to tie yeah. these things kind of together and give us some um, some points of contact, you know. And no season of Loki does start shooting the first week of June. Yeah, you're right. And to their in in their defense too. In the first, I guess you could say, from Iron Man to Endgame, um, what they were building towards wasn't as complex and layered and um, as probably as difficult to rein in and bring together as what they're trying to do now. So, um, you know, it was it worked really well, but this it does seem like they're trying to do something um, even more audacious and, and bold with this and hopefully they can pull it together. But, um, you know, so in their defense there, I mean, I think we, um, again, not to beat a dead horse, but we are there in that, you know, just wait, wait for what comes next mode. So um, I think it almost demands a patience to kind of see where all these pieces fit and, and all of that. Johnny Brandon, does Dr. Strange have an arc in this movie? No. Thank you. Right. Um, no, I, I uh, you know, Donovan, I was, I was telling them whenever we started that, you know, Luke didn't have a great experience because he had people talking in the theater. And of course, yeah. you know, we had the two yeah. people sitting next to us. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have to go see it again. I really do. There was, there was a lot going on and, and, um, and uh, yeah, I, I just got to go see it again. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Then I can say, yes, I think he maybe he did have a, yeah. you know. Also, everyone, if you didn't know, if you watch a movie with John or Johnny Brandon, it's guaranteed <laughs> that there's going to be like a, a less than 10 year old child or adult, really. <laughs> that's just going to be either throwing popcorn, making obscene noise. It's like a, Johnny has a gift to, to absorb these people <laughs> next to him in the movie experience. I don't know how what it is, but it's incredible. So I don't know what the, the way. People's superpower. My patience. That's your, that's your superpower, Johnny. It is. You, it, you take my... it from the other theater so the other people can have great movie experiences. It's so going to turn me into a super villain. <laughs> hey, if I was a few seats down the row I was on, I probably would have pulled that move where I would have just turned around and just stared at the people the whole time. Like, if y'all are going to talk, I'm just going to sit here and listen to you. <laughs> Carrie and I shushed them. So she she gave them just, real. Like, just like this <laughs> death stare. And as soon as she did that, I looked right at them and I just shh. <laughs> and they got quiet and everybody heard it. And so, oh. it, and it was like towards the end of the film, but and they were just giggling through the whole thing. And now, no joke. Okay, so so whenever Dead Strange was popping up, and he was kind of leaning, you know, and talking, 
it was kind of funny. And uh, so the kids were kind of cackling at that. And I got a little tickled and I thought, well, it is kind of funny. And because um, it's just like these really weird shots of that, <laughs> like Dead Strange just kind of like doing GQ, you know, sitting there, you know, like a weekend at Bernie's situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just, it was, I, you know, then, but the kids just went and stopped. And then by that time, I think it was whenever the Wandas were having that moment. And I was like, come on, you know, so we finally had it and had to shush those kids. <laughs> <laughs> and, but you know, I'm getting wittier with my Facebook comments about you know how to handle people in movie theaters. So that's always that always helps. Yeah, mm. yeah. There's a tiny baby arc for Doctor Strange. <laughs> it's not much of one, but it's there because the whole movie is about him learning how to let go. That's uh, Christine keeps saying that he always has to be holding the knife. So that's a thing about control. And of course, mm-hmm. his temptation in the multiverse is that he wants there to be a happy ending for him and Christine. But there's not. And he eventually has to accept that there's no way that he's going to be able to make that happen. And then in the end credits, he's rewarded with having Charlie's there and show up for him. <laughs> so again, it's not much of an arc, but it's kind of there. It's there. <laughs> It it's not important, but it's there. Basically pulled a 500 days of summer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's moving from summer to autumn. Yeah. That's right. That was a great question, Donovan. Thank you, Luke. You're welcome. <laughs> well, any other thoughts? Well, Bruce Gamble. Bruce That's Gamble? It. Yeah. Pizza yeah. Papa. I mean, Ooh, that's my of, fault. I found someone, someone on TikTok figured out like a recipe for those little pizza balls. So I'm going to have to try them. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> that sounds so good. Right? Did you guys know about his, his original role in the movie? Have you guys talked about that yet? No, we haven't. I know that. Okay. So originally before the reshoots happened last summer, which added uh, Mr. Fantastic, John Krasinski and added um, Aaron Holt. I can't think of his name. The guy who played in humans. I can't think of his name at all. Is it Anson uh, Mount? Is that his Anson name? That's Mal. it. Anson Mount. I don't know what I just said, but that's correct. So <laughs> originally, instead of Mr. Fantastic on the far left, it's going to be Balder the Brave, which is Thor's brother. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's and it, it played by Bruce Campbell. But they uh, next it, not partly because I'm sure because of all the, the hype that WandaVision created. And they end up adding Mr. Fantastic and they, they changed a lot of other things too. But he was originally Balder the Brave. So fun facts for you. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely want to get in. To, I'm hoping that we'll release like, or at least John will release like early conversations because I want to know like how early did they start talking with him about being Mr. Fantastic and how much of like just the, you know, fan hype pushed him to want to do it, you know, because this was such a big request from fans. You guys may have already asked this. Do you guys think he's going to be Mr. Fantastic in 616 universe? I assume, I'm assuming yes. And and I very much hope so. I think it is really good casting. I feel like he won't be personally. I, I don't think he will that's be. I, I, that's the question. There is one off. Well, and again, see this, <laughs> this is the thing I'm like pushing myself to avoid, but I still get sucked in. But I heard this like awesome fan theory related to Fantastic Four. Um, Related Tom Cruise. To, not Tom Cruise now. <laughs> no, but it, it was the, the line at, that hey Tom Cruise. I want Tom Cruise in this fucking universe, yeah. this Iron Man. Just let just I want to say it loudly. Right. Okay. But it's essentially from Strange's comment of like, hey, didn't you peak in the 60s? Mm-hmm. And they're kind of like comparing period you, piece. Yeah, like they could be doing that, but there's some theories around um that yeah, it's in the 60s, but they get into 
the quantum verse and so potentially like the next ant-man film is what's going to release them so because when you're in the quantum verse you don't really age and so that may be how they get their abilities and they stay young and I didn't catch that line. That's interesting because there was rumors years ago that one that that was the pitch for the movie was that they were in the fifties or sixties mm-hmm. and they exactly exactly just said that that's been a rumor for like a couple yeah. of years now. I did not catch that line. That's fascinating. That's probably what's going to happen now. So possibly, and I, I bet Peyton Reed could direct it because he was he's been foaming at the mouth to direct Fantastic Four. Yeah, and he's doing Quantumania, so he probably who knows? I think he could Be hop like off a- that one. And go ride in a Fantastic back Four. Door yeah. Fantastic Four film. 100%. Yeah. yeah, it's possible. But isn't it also a big rumor that uh, the Reed Richards is who bought Avengers Tower and that's who mm-hmm. they've been hitting at throughout yeah. all of these TV shows? Yep, yeah, it has been. I'd love it. Do it. <laughs> Give it to me. He can be from the 60s and also be now and buy the building. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. time travel. No big deal. Not for, Mr. Yeah. not for the smartest man in the universe. Right. It's almost got to be something like that because after everything that's happened in our MCU world, for Reed Richards and the Fantastic Four to exist, for them to just sit those things out, it's kind of hard to believe. So, yeah, is it time travel? Is it, you know, how exactly are they going to bring them into the fray? I don't know. Here's the biggest misstep this movie did, everyone. They didn't bring Michael Chiklis back as the thing. thing. That's the biggest <laughs> misstep. Can you imagine? I would, yeah, that would have been fucking incredible. That would have been awesome. Instead of the uh, like Ultron Iron oh, man, having the thing escort you to That'd the Illuminati. So cool. What? That's the thing, though. The Ultron bots are there. So I, me and Daniel thought about this. Daniel had this idea that, well, maybe since the Illuminati all got wiped out, that there's a Tony Stark in that universe. He's like, you know what? I'm going to go find whoever broken in my universe it could be superior iron man aka tom cruise so it could be or yeah or it's reed that built them reed created ultron don't do that i'm going to do crush my dreams no i'm sorry i'm so sorry it's okay i'm standing by my theory that there's going to be an in-universe avengers movie where tom cruise is playing tony stark (laughs) I'm, I'm just going to have like go into the movies and be like, this is a piece of crap or something like that. It's, it's going to, ha- oh, you think so? I mean, it's possible. John well, Stamos is going to be Winter Soldier. That would be kind of incredible, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> That'd be incredible. There's rumors, not rumors, but there's been like, there were talks with the writers or whoever in the last day or so that they, that Tom Cruise wasn't just like discussions, but like it was more of a scheduling issue. It wasn't yeah. really, you know, like it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to happen. Everyone. It it's may happen. happen. It may happen. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Too much, too much fire, too much smoke, everyone. <laughs> Love and smoke. <laughs> well, tune in next time when we talk about Love and Thunder. I'm in. Okay, I'll, I'm, I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll show up on time next time. I promise. <laughs> Protesting the whole movie if Loki's not in it. Am I the only one that might be a little worried about Love and Thunder? I'm. St- not trying to be the curmudgeon. No, you're good. You're good. I'm yeah. excited. I, why? Why are you worried about it? I would love yeah. to know, honestly. Sure. Like, um, it, it kind of feels like we're doing Thor going to find himself all over again. You know, mm-hmm. the first, if I remember right, when he first, you know, the first Thor movie I loved, I mean, it was this great mix of sort of 
you know, sort of, you know, fish out of water humor and, and, you know, sort of the mythology and superhero, all that stuff. Um, but, you know, if I remember, I wasn't, he cast out deemed unworthy because of his arrogance and he had mm-hmm. to go out and kind of find himself and realize who he was. And then, you know, he found himself to be worthy again and he was going to lead, um, you know, Asgardians. And I think it was, was it Imdahl told him that Asgard is not a place, it's a people. And he had sort of swore to protect him. And now he's sort of handed it off and he's going out to find himself again and live it up and not be a, you know, not be a superhero until this bad thing happens. And then he's going to find himself again. And I, I just, I don't know. I just hope it's not, that again but just with a different shade you know i think that all makes sense it seems like they're really holding a lot back as far as what they've showed us in the trailer so i'm very curious to see what what it's going to be and you know even if it's just thor one redone by taika watiti i'm i'm in for that so we'll see (laughs) and with that i'm actually gonna have to jump off the call and i can't wait to hear the rest of what you'll say but it's been fun thank you so much for joining yeah you see andrew um yeah, I mean, it's valid fear, totally. I think that, first of all, again, what Andrew just said, Taika Waititi's at the helm. We got Jojo Rabbit. I mean, he's pretty incredible, typically across the board on everything he touches. I had a great time with Ragnarok, even though it really wasn't the Thor that I wanted to see. I still love mm-hmm. the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Christian Bale in there. You got, you know, I'm not a huge Lady Thor fan, but, you know, I'll take it. I'm sure they'll do a great job with it. It'll be interesting. But the thing I think that's interesting that, that does separate it from thor one thor versus now thor this thor has literally been stripped of everything he's lost his father his brother his mother mm-hmm. his people um he's lost you know he, you know he lost himself there and uh, at the end of infinity war yeah. so i think it there's definitely definitely extra dimensions and layers there that is just this guy's at rock bottom and um you know he's starting from ground zero in a much different place than he did in thor you know so I, I suspect we'll get one more Thor movie after this and whatever team up movie there is. But um, I think we're, I think Taika will have a trilogy when it's all said and done mm. and then they'll, they'll call it quits with Chris Hemsworth or he will call it quits. Yeah. And, and I love um, Taki's um, or what all of his original stuff, really. I was, I, and I like Thor Ragnarok, but it felt like it, it just sort of jarred with the rest of, you know, what we had seen of Thor to that point. Oh, it's, totally different yeah and and same with hulk i mean i was thinking is this the same guy and and again i I don't want to this is all just speculation because clearly we haven't seen it but you know somebody in a movie i I can't wait to see if what what titi does with um a story that features gore the god butcher Mm -hmm. which is not a lightweight story by any stretch um so i hope they're going to do you know do him justice because and that's that's a pretty that's a pretty heavy story with him. And and I think we do get some images in those trailers that looks like that he's that he understands that. And it looks like there's, you know, I'm concerned, but, you know, I'm anxious to see kind of where it ends up. But have you read God Butcher and God Bomb? Um, God Butcher. Is, OK, well, if you haven't read God Bomb, it's the second part of that. Mm-hmm. And. Those two things together it is my by far my favorite Thor story of all time. It took some stuff and kind of gave it to him in an end game a little bit, some things that happens. But if they did that, and that's, I mean, I, I'm a little hurt too because I'm like, when I see Gore the God Butcher, I think that story, and they're already kind of mixing other things in it that has nothing to do with that. 
but you're right to me that was that was the ultimate like tell this sprawling epic like lord of the Rings style kind of movie here and we're not going to get that but i'm hoping they still do something special and different with it you know yeah yeah because he's a fascinating villain oh he's great he's fantastic yeah i'm ready for that (laughs) yes awesome well think we should uh go ahead and wrap that up um this is fun um again thank you all for joining um this means a lot to me like that we could do this and just connect Thanks and talk running. film and um i hope we can continue doing this down the road um and again all of your information will be shared um you know we can post this on all our channels and we'll share you know links to everything so with that we'll just thank uh, you very much appreciate it yeah, it's great thank you We will exit the multiverse. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.